I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Well, I've pressed record, so you better be ready. I'm ready. (laughs) I miss you, man. I miss you, man. I miss you, I miss you, man. Do I miss you, I miss you. Welcome, one and all, to another episode of I Miss You, Man. It's a new era, episode 101, Dylan. How you doing? Good, mate. Good to be here for season two of <laughs> I Miss You, Man. We got picked up again. Very happy with that. It was touch and go there for a bit, but <laughs> the, the execs up top said, all right, boys, one last Give shot. You one more chance. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just said off pod, Dylan. I had a big night last night. I, I know it's Lonnie, by the way. I had a big night last night. So if I'm a little bit not as good as normal, you can say it's because I was at the improv show, okay? Until all hours mm-hmm. of the morning. So, who, who do we blame? Do you blame your friend? Do mm. we blame you for going? I don't know. Do we blame you again for not coming home early? I've put something else in, the in party. front of the pod. Yeah. That's that's not my that's my problem. Mm. Um, no, how are you doing though? You're right. You, you had a good, good night's sleep. You said so. Yeah, it's decent. As I said, I got interrupted about halfway through from a call from the bladder. Yep. Okay. Go do a little little wee wee, if you will, and couldn't get back to sleep for about a half hour. But apart from that, it's pretty decent, uninterrupted sleep. Okay. Well, that's good to know. One of us is is ready and primed. I actually feel fine, so don't don't even worry. Uh, I hope you, the listener, is also having a good time today, and thanks for tuning in. Dylan, could you please tell the listeners, while we're at it, what this show is all about? Yeah, mate. It's about you and me, about two men who miss each other, who take each other on a journey each week that could be about anything. Life, pop culture, everything in between. Everything. Every single thing will get there one day. Now, Dylan, it's my turn to fly the plane, and if you want, you can jump out, Okay. But you can okay, take a parachute. parachute mate. Yeah. You got one okay. ready? <laughs> Strapped and ready, mate. <laughs> now this week, Dylan, I asked you to do one simple thing. What did I what did I ask you to do? You asked me to come up with a couple of things I would never do. Mm-hmm. How'd you go? Yeah, pretty good. I mean, I've got one that was always something I was never gonna do. And this year just cemented that fact. I never want to go on a submarine. Oh, sure. Yep. Ever. For obvious reasons, yeah. Yeah, I, I just don't see the appeal. Like, honestly, I mean, there's no windows, right, on submarines? Well, I don't think that one had any, the one that imploded, but I think sometimes they have little little windows, maybe, but for the most part, I don't think you're seeing out to the ocean. Yeah, well, what's the point? What's the point? What is there to see? Blackness. True. It's high pressure. Mm-hmm. You're in a tight little box. If someone farts, that's staying for as long as that fart can stay for. There's no letting it out. It's true. No, it sounds terrible. And if there's an emergency, yeah, yeah no good. Yeah, you're, you're fucked. If something goes wrong, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, boys. I, I just feel like people are supposed to be up on the surface, you know? Here's my thing. We're all worried about bloody aliens being real. Mm. Confirmed that recently. Mm. I say we need to focus on... Let's sort out Earth first. We need to explore all the oceans. You I know? I, I, Finish no, our I, dinner before we go for dessert. You know I what I mean? I know what you mean, but also think maybe just let, the, let that slide. Let that go. Whatever's down there, just let it be. Okay? Oh, you don't want You don't want to know. I'm scared. You think it's too dangerous? You're scared. <laughs> We have enough no, no. trouble up here on the surface, I reckon. Well, then we don't get to go to space then. Because I say we explore the oceans first. That has to be done first and foremost. Okay. Well, is there anything else you have no, you have zero chance of doing? 
I mean, all respect for those who do. They're probably joining the army. I would never do that. I'm a scared little boy. I'm a coward. Mm. What can I say? What if, what if there was a big war and there was a good war? Then good luck to them, <laughs> I say. They have my full support from home. Yep. No. But, yeah, not, not for me. Not no, for me. I, 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 I agree, Dylan. I don't think I could join the military. Um, yeah, there's, there's plenty of stuff to do on the home front if there was a war, so. Absolutely. Did you yeah. hear that? I did. That's all right. <laughs> Just my little dog shaking his head. You know. He agrees. He's like, no way. Don't go to war, mate. Yeah, he's like, no, no, no. Who's going to look after me? <laughs> no one. I'm useless by myself. Well, I've got one I can fit you. I don't know if you have more, but I'll just say one of mine. And mm. and if you disagree, Dylan, that for you, please let me know. I don't think, 100%, I don't think I will ever be naked on screen. Just not happening, okay? No one needs to see that. Interesting. Not even for a big payday, because that's usually what comes with it, right? I don't think so, but maybe. <laughs> You, you made me question it immediately. <laughs> <laughs> what if they were like, look, we paid you for this gig, mm. you know, you're the star, big stud, mm-hmm. we need you naked for a scene, we need you to show shaft, hang brain, million extra dollars. Well, what if you got a million dollars to be in a submarine? No, fuck no. No? Okay. Yeah, that's life-threatening. <laughs> you think it'd be worth it to... To go bare bum on screen. If Plus, isn't that like how much it costs to go on a submarine anyway? Well, like those, those private ones, yeah. yeah. Well, another one of mine, I'm pretty sure, again, the payday wouldn't quite get me over the line, would be bungee jumping. That's for people who are more exciting than me, okay? That's not, that's not something you're I You're worried do. it's going to snap? Well, you're worried they haven't measured the rope? Enough, and you're just going to go straight into the ground? <laughs> Potentially. Um, yeah. I don't think I'd enjoy it. I think I'd be too worried. And I don't know. I feel like I'd back, I'd back out at the last minute, you know. Do you, have, you, have you seen that episode of Peep Show where Mark goes bungee jumping? Oh, I, possibly, but it doesn't, doesn't come oh, to mind. It's one of, the, one of the best moments. He just starts freaking out. And he's like, I'm, I'm just really hungry. I can't. I can't jump. Oh, I'm yeah. really hungry. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> You can't make a man jump when he's hungry. I'm just really hungry. <laughs> All right. Well, do you have any others? Because I've got one more and then I've got the main topic of the day. Oh, I thought you were going to say that it's over. Well no. done. <laughs> Quick little bite size one. Yeah. I mean, not off the top of my head. If I was given like the opportunity to do things, there's not many things I wouldn't do, really. No, I was thinking of some things and I'm like, oh, maybe I would if... if Given the right circumstances, uh, you know. Sw- swimming in, like, shark-infested waters. Oh, yeah. That's fair enough, though, I guess. Like a shark cage. Even with the shark cage, I don't know if I mm. want to do that. I thought, why, like, why why, tempt them? No, that, that seems Why taunt seems them silly. like that? Yeah, exactly right. I also thought maybe, like, I wouldn't do, like, a roller coaster, but, like, I might one day possibly do a roller coaster. You've know. never gone on a roller coaster? No. Not even Superman Escape, your boy... No, sorry, Superman. Sorry, Superman, no. Well, you got to do that now. I'm more of a museum guy, you know? You are. <laughs> you definitely are. Coven Co., <laughs> Brisbane. <laughs> They're your wheelhouses. Well, one last thing I wouldn't do is not do a podcast every week with my buddy Dylan. So oh. keep that. Keep me honest on that one, Dylan, okay? Every week. I'll try. I'll try. But the main one I wanted to speak about today is probably the top thing I know I will never do. And guess what, Dylan? I'll re-mention it today. I will never jump out of a plane with a parachute or without a parachute. But skydiving is the topic of today. (laughs) I am fine with my two legs on the ground. How are you? Does Does that shock you? Does that surprise you that I wouldn't skydive? I mean, you're not really a risk taking man. You're not an adrenaline junkie, so no, it doesn't surprise me. But what's the issue with skydiving? It's like as safe as can be. Is it, though? So I've got some facts well, here. I, I wouldn't go by myself, but usually you can go with, like, an instructor. You can. Like you that. can. I've done some research into it. I yeah. Do you like it? Do you, would you do it? What, what are you, how do you stand on this topic? I haven't done it before. I mean, I wouldn't be adverse to doing it. I'm not going to seek it out. Yeah. The right, right circumstances, you might do it, though. 
Yeah, I mean, it costs a bit of money, but if someone's like, hey, this is free, this guy's going on me, I'm like, all right, sure. So if it was free and you had a free day, you might do it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Because you go with an instructor, that's fine. Even if your parachute fails, when it comes to worse, they have a safety chute as well. Yeah, they've always got backups, yeah. And I've heard stories of people surviving skydives, (laughs) just being paralysed, so you won't die, surely. Well, we'll get into it. I okay. <laughs> Now, just for me, I think throwing yourself out of the plane is crazy, all right? I'm not saying people who do it are crazy, but the concept, you know, just take a step back in the concept. Good luck to you if you want to do that, but it's not for me, all right? And maybe the gentle bit at the end when you're floating down, that seems kind of fun. <laughs> but I just know, somehow I would screw it up, I would die, or if I survived it, I think I'd be... There'd be too much going on for me to really enjoy it, you know, especially that first part, the free fall part. I just wouldn't take it in. I'd just be terrified. And the tandem ones you mentioned with the instructor, that just feels awkward to be strapped to somebody, you know, <laughs> just flailing yeah, your arms but out, I, you know. <laughs> I, I wouldn't trust myself, though. <laughs> oh, no, I wouldn't do it either. But, I mean, it's probably, in, like, if that's, the, if that's the trade-off, to be awkwardly strapped to somebody, but you get to do a skydive without being too worried about the risks of, like, someone else has got to pull the chute and stuff. Like, that's that's the way to do it, obviously. Mm. But have you ever wondered why people do this? Adrenaline, mate. Adrenaline, yep. You're doing something you're not supposed to be doing. You're flying. Well, that's it. I, I think like, planes are enough. Plane, a plane being up in the sky is amazing enough when you think about it. But then people who look at the plane are like, that's pretty good. But what if I jumped out of it? <laughs> That's what I want to sort of get into today, the psychology. Um, so today we'll look at the whole jumping out of the plane business, a uh, bit of the history, a bit of the pop culture side of it, which is you know pretty much our reason for being on this podcast. Um, and I am thinking more of the recreational skydiving, more than the military parachuting, the paratrooping, um, all like people who have to evacuate from planes. That's, that's its own thing. I'm talking about the fun people, you know? Yeah, sure. The thrill yeah, seekers. The thrill seekers, that's right. The Dylans of the world. Mm. Not the Lonnies. No. Not the safe stands. The, None of those. The, the nerds who get their thrills from books like me. No. Yeah, the bloody dorks. And just read poetry all day. <laughs> Our friends at Wikipedia, Dylan, define skydiving as a method of transi- transiting from a high point in the atmosphere to the surface of Earth with the aid of gravity involving the control of speed during the descent using a parachute or parachutes. I like how they, sure. they said it's one or, one or two or more. Mm. Um, so skydiving from planes for recreation is, you know, how we know skydiving today. But people were designing or making parachutes for centuries, thousands of years probably. Um, there are some designs from China um, from thousands of years ago. Um, I don't know if that means... They just designed it and had a, well, this will be fun. Or whether they did it, but the actual parachutes didn't survive, but the, the drawings did. Mm. Um, even Leonardo da Vinci, you heard of him, haven't you? Or Leo? Once or twice, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he drew a lot of things, and one of those was a parachute. Um, some people say he invented it, but I'm like, he drew a picture of it. You know, like, is that inventing it? <laughs> <laughs> But good on him, he, he was the first person that we know of in that part of the world who did draw a picture of a parachute, so that's that's, that's pretty good. Good I'll for him. You, I'll give him that. Um, but yeah, these days you need a plane, and you need the skills to do it, and lots of, obviously lots of safety regulations are involved. Um, but how did it actually start in the sort of recreational world, you might ask Dylan? There are a lot of ways. Why not? <laughs> you might. Maybe you don't care. But I'm going to tell you anyway, okay? <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, the the very basic version from TV tropes, um, but a lot of sites talk about this, is skydiving as sports and recreational pastime began after World War II. Many ex-servicemen who had been paratroopers and participated in paradrop operations bought themselves surplus army equipment and formed skydiving clubs using World War II surplus transport airplanes. Recreational skydiving quickly caught on in all countries which had arranged uh, para-drop operations World War II and soon spread all around the world. Yeah, so the army guys came back, 
ones who jumped out of planes in for the military thought it was pretty cool and they were like why don't we do that without the threat of war for fun you know <laughs> yeah they're like 99 percent of that wouldn't do that again yeah but that skydiving part oh that was sick actually can't get enough that was of pretty it. mad <laughs> yeah. now here are some of the risks i spoke about okay so again from our friends at wikipedia our colleagues you might say so it's parachuting is performed as a recreation activity in a competitive sport. And we'll go into the sport soon, Dylan. It's widely sure. considered an extreme sport due to the risks involved. So I reckon in 2018, how many, how many, how many jumps do you reckon there were in 2018 in the US alone? Just recreational or recreational. extreme? Well, okay. yeah, mm. recreational. Recreationally extreme. Uh, One million. Bit more, three point three million. Ooh, okay. That, that was good. That was a good. Overshooting. In the US, they reckon, Dylan, during the nineteen seventies, the sport averaged forty two and a half fatalities. That half person, they were. Ooh, they had a rough that's time. The paralyzed one. Yeah. <laughs> come on, come on, man. That's a bit rough. <laughs> Just say that's a statistic, right? Over the seven, over the whole city, over the whole. 10 years but in the 80s it got a bit better the average dropped to 34.1 and the 90s mm. it dropped again to 32.3 and then between 2000 and 2009 it's dropped again to 25.8 and then okay. between 2009 and um, eight years after that it's declined even further to 22.4 so they reckon that equates to about 7.5 fatalities uh, per 1 million jumps that's getting better. I'm glad it's going it's the right odds. direction. Yeah. Yeah, I prefer if it was zero, but you know, shit happens, I guess. Well, that's that's something I'm thinking about in all this. Like, you know, people die driving in cars every day, but people do that every day, don't they? You can you can just die walking down the street sometimes. I know that's the risk Goodness. of that is is much lower, but you know. In 2017, members of one organization in the United States Parachute Association, USPA, which I like that name. I like. They reported uh, 2,585 skydiving injuries sufficiently severe to require resort to a medical care facility. So we'll go through some of the um, issues that happened. So um, as you might expect, the weather plays an impact on has an impact on skydiving. So like storms mm. can happen quite suddenly. Wind can be quite harsh. I would I imagine rains. you wouldn't want to go up there if it's windy, but... After all, seek so maybe they, they like it when it's windy. You would have think that the instructors have put a kibosh on that, but yeah, maybe not. Um, they have the canopy is like obviously the parachute part. Sometimes they collide, and that can be quite dangerous, as you can imagine. Um, because there's not much you can do there. You got to extricate yourself, and then hopefully your backup <laughs> one works. Um, yeah, sure. And then the equipment does fail. Obviously, it's very safe, and they they do their best with it, but. I reckon one in seven hundred and fifty deployments result in a malfunction. I don't know if that's like a complete malfunction or maybe just like part of it doesn't work. It doesn't go all the way up mm. or something like that. Um, but that's why they have backups and they they try and make it as safe as possible. Yeah, of course. In terms of injuries, though, the landing is a, is the tough part. I feel like oh yeah yeah that's that's the that's the bit you really want to uh, nail, but it it is where your body is coming into contact with the ground and that's going to be tough sometimes. Um, yeah, they reckon that the parachutists, which they call them, which is a pretty fun name again, especially those flying smaller sport canopies often land with dangerous amounts of kinetic energy. And for that reason, improper landings are the cause of more than 30% of all skydiving related injuries and deaths. So a lot of broken wrists and ankles and um, mm. that sort of stuff. If you just... You can have a great, great jump, but then you screw up the last part, it can be quite bad. Coming in too hot. Basically, yeah. Uh, now, Dylan, you might be wondering, we, we sort of touched on it before about why people do this. The adrenaline, obviously, is, is up there. But I looked at a few different websites for companies, mainly in the US, and they seem to want to sort of get in front of that question. They've all got sections about why people do this, like... I think they want to try and get in first to alleviate the concerns that the average consumer might have. And yeah, obviously, right. they, they don't want, they want to get your business. So they're like, no, nah, it's completely safe. And people do the People who do this are normal. You're not weirdo for doing this, obviously. 
Now, I, w I would obviously trust the Long Island skydiving uh, website, wouldn't you? One of the best out there. It's reputable, I've heard. <laughs> Absolutely. Long Island. <laughs> they say, Dylan, that we don't jump for a thrill, we jump for the freedom. What did you think about that before? Freedom is part of this. It's very American. Poetic, isn't it? <laughs> now, they reckon, Dylan, there are many different reasons to make a first skydive. And many do so for the exhilaration or to face the fear. However, once you leave the plane, you discover the experience of freefall is something very special and far beyond a rush. So the freefall part, they say, is usually lasts about a minute, and making skydives truly teaches you the value of a single minute. And that's good. I, I didn't know that was going to happen, but I guess you'd be counting every second up there, wouldn't you, as you come down? Yeah, it's fair point, yeah. What all skydivers know and love is the moment. That's in little italics and little... Question marks, I should say. What are they called? Speech marks. Little question Quotation marks. marks. Quotation marks, you might say. The total focus you have in a free fall, 60 seconds of their being, with nothing else in your world but the skydive. And I think it would really crystallise your focus in that moment. You can't be worrying about work or the kids or what's for lunch in that moment. No, you've got to like really think about what you're doing up there. Yeah, I mean, it kind of, <laughs> kind of reminds me of uh, Fast and Furious. Oh, yeah. Um, ben Diesel's character at one point, he's like, you know, in that quarter mile, nothing else matters. You know, <laughs> family, friends, it's just me and the road. Oh, yeah. Well, keep that in mind because we're talking about a, a similar movies later, all right? Mission and, Possible. That, 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 gets a, that gets a mention. <laughs> of course it does. Big Tom. He's a bloody adrenaline junkie if I've ever seen one. <laughs> like, does he want to be an actor or does he want to do stunts and just happens to make a No, movie? he wants to do stunts, yeah. 100%. <laughs> he wants to be a stuntman. <laughs> this is his little loophole. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's sick of acting. Yeah. yeah. So, after the moment, um, there, there are no worries and stress, they say. Everything else going on in your life just melts away and you feel there's nothing you can't do. And then once the parachute deploys, everything slows down and you can see the world from a completely new angle. You are one of the privileged few to soar above the beauty of the earth with nothing between you and the scenery. There is a wonderful, refreshing solitude during a solo parachute ride. And on a, scanned, a, a tandem skydive, there is a fantastic camaraderie between student and instructor. This is what keeps mm -hmm. us coming back to skydive. That's pretty, that's quite nice, isn't it, actually? Yeah, they're doing a good job of selling it. Yeah, I I'm, I'm tempted to go over to Long Island. And... Oh, hello. That's all it took. <laughs> you only skydive in Long Island, though. They're the only ones you trust. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and think about it. There have been billions and billions of humans, and very few of them have skydived, so... That is pretty cool, if you're up there, you know. You're in the elite. You're in the very, very top. You're a select few. They also talk here, Dylan, something I hadn't even considered, but they talk about skydiving as therapy. Frequent jumpers will talk about skydiving as their therapy. Going to a happy place and experiencing these moments of pure elation puts us in a positive mindset. Our time in the sky shows us that the best bits of the world we live in and what we are capable of and those experiences are reflected in our outlooks and how we live our lives. So, if you find that traditional therapy doesn't work for you, just go up on a plane and jump out. That's all it takes, apparently. Jump out of plane. I would imagine obviously... like solving all your life's problems though. <laughs> you like make a breakthrough midair. Yeah. Shoot fails. Oh no, that would be the worst. <laughs> obviously, talk to your doctor before you skydive. <laughs> now, Skydive OC, which is from Ocean City in Maryland, which could maybe be where we skydive if we don't like Long Island, Dylan, or maybe we can do both. Their Fair website on. talks about what is the type of a, of a person who skydives, all right? Again, they, they go on through the reasons. Um, people do it for the bucket list. They, maybe you've lost a bet. Um, maybe you just woke up one day and want to jump out of a plane, they say. But they've got five reasons here of why people do it. First one, Dylan, is pretty simple. It is to just do it. 
people just want to knock it off the list, right? Say you've done it. Yeah. Absolutely. To overcome a fear. And that's kind of cool if you've got a fear sure. of flying or fear of heights. If you if you maybe like if I can skydive, I can conquer that fear and everything else looks less you know, less fearful. Yeah, psychological. Yeah. And absolutely. You want to gain confidence or meet new people. And if you want to, you know, I guess you could make friends and have a new hobby. Expensive one and dangerous one, but you know. Um and you again nonetheless. They also mentioned the therapy angle. Yeah, yeah. But what is interesting to me is that they um, end that article with, so, what really is the type of person who skydives? So, they're, they're giving us some facts here, Dylan, okay? And let me know if you find yourself um, in this list, okay? Okay. People who are 18 to 80 years old skydive and older. Oh, okay. Well, good to know. <laughs> They say, and there's no fact checking here, but they say, matter of fact, the oldest tandem skydiver currently on record was 103 years and 259 days old when she last jumped. I hope that was of her own accord and she was into that because it'd be terrifying that bloody, against the wheel. Bloody Rose from Titanic, was it? <laughs> At that point, nothing had phased her. Probably. Here we go, Dylan. There's, there's one profession that's not listed here, and I wonder if you will know what it is. There are skydivers who are teachers, accountants, writers, students, police officers, veterans, and many more professions. Podcasters didn't get a mention, did they? Did they? Ooh. I mean, it's implied when you list that many. Th- I don't think it's saying these are it. These are the <laughs> occupations. Those are the only people that scored off. Yeah. Well, I think up until this point, I'm like, I mean, I am between 18 and 80. I mm. do have a profession, but this last sentence mm. gets me out of the out of the running. Oh, skydivers are adventurous souls with a longing for something greater than themselves. Not me. You 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 think you're the greatest? You don't look for anything greater. I'm confident. I'm not an adventurous because I've already done everything that I need to do in my life. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. My list was do a podcast with Dylan, and then I did that. So, well, you've. You've won at life, haven't Nailed you? Nailed it. Nailed it. Now, I watched a video from Vox, and I'll link this in the show notes, and it was following some people doing their first skydive. Um, they said they were doing it just for the bucket list and for a fun experience. It's a bucket list, though, Dylan. That is a, traditionally something you do when you're a bit older, right? You want to, before you kick the bucket. These guys are like 18. Mm. They were getting in early. I, I guess that's not against the rules. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I feel like there are other things you would do first. I don't know. Good on them. <laughs> when, when, when can you start making a bucket list then? What's your age limit? No, no I think it's okay. I just feel like... No, nah, come on. If you do everything in you're your bucket judging. list before you're 20, and then what are you do in the next like 80 years of your life? If you get to 100. Chill? I guess so. I guess, I guess I just said I did that, didn't I? So <laughs> I shouldn't get up these people. <laughs> um, so that was cool. They, they just did it for fun, and they had a good time. And they spoke to one of the instructors, and he said he got into skydiving because he had quit drinking and partying, and he wanted something more fulfilling to do. So he's he's found a hobby, which is skydiving. Yeah, good on it. Um, there was a comment on the video, which we love going to the comments and finding people's um, interesting perspectives. 
This is from the every man's thought. <laughs> exactly right. Evan Heller two oh seven one from two years ago, he said I skydived for... Is that their username? That's their username. That was really two thousand and seventy Evan Hellers already. Apparently. <laughs> Jesus. Alright. He's really yeah, big world, I guess. I guess so. He says I skydived for the first time yesterday. It's definitely not for everyone. The free fall was absolutely terrifying for me. I found it hard to breathe. I was absolutely freezing, and at times I thought I could have passed out. I'm afraid of heights. I have problems letting go of things as well as control issues due to being a passenger in two serious car accidents. It's getting quite deep, this this, this comment. Yeah. The best thing for me to do was put my faith and trust 100% into someone else's hands and try to let go of everything. I'm so glad I did it and would recommend it for people at the therapy session but it was the exact opposite of fun for me. I hope this helps anyone trying wanting to find out. So it wasn't fun. I guess therapy's not fun. No, I, it, I guess he, he, he feels better about his life, but it wasn't like an exhilarating thrill ride for him. I thought yeah. that was an interesting perspective on it. You know, it wasn't obviously he's not trying to sell us his company like the, <laughs> the skydiving companies were. But that was like an interesting perspective. And I I have to go back to Cora, obviously, Dylan, our, our other colleagues. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the question was, why do you skydive? And it was you with the capital. Hey, <laughs> you. So, Susanna Viljanin, who knows Finnish, mm-hmm. that's her little, little, um, I think sometimes they have, like, you know, professor of biology or something as their, like, title, and hers is knows Finnish, sure. so that's cool. She, sure. she says, Dylan... She skydives because it is the closest thing to flying a human being can ever experience. It is fun. It is exhilarating. It is exciting. It is like an extremely addictive drug. So I wonder if that is like the other guy who left drugs and drinking, replaced it with a new thrill-seeking adventure. I guess safer. I guess. I mean, I'd argue the closest thing to flying is paragliding, but you know. Mm. Yeah, I guess. Good for her. She says, most of all, it is an extremely social activity. So she goes on about the sort of people who um, are attracted to this sport. Skydiving attracts people with a certain mindset. A little introverted, incredibly daring, extremely intelligent, and people who can take calculated risks. It is wrong to call us risk takers. Rather, we are risk estimators. Herds of a feather flock together. We are all psychologically alike, and thus the friendships created by this common activity in psychology are incredibly deep and strong. The drop zone is like a second family. I think you'd fit in well, Dylan, because you're a risk estimator, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I I would like to see you up there. And do the one where they do a little video, and then I can watch the video. I'd love that. Maybe one day. Maybe, Maybe one day. All right. Well, after you have just conquered doing it tandem and then doing it yourself, Dylan, you might be interested in the skydiving sport or artistic endeavors or the different recreational styles. And I'll go through right. them now if you like. Okay. Yeah, sure. Get you ready. Yeah. Okay. So there are um, two artistic events, and this is kind of like. Um, Seems like diving at the Olympics, you know, when they, you are doing something, but you're kind of getting um, judged on it, right? So there's freestyle and free fly. So freestyle teams consist of a performer and a videographer. Free fly teams have two performers and a videographer. Um, they had a world championship of sky surfing, but that apparently doesn't happen anymore. There are accuracy landing comps, so that obviously you're going to try and land on the spot. Makes sense. Well, that's kind of what yeah, I yeah. expect to be the main one. Um, yeah. There's canopy formations where you're kind of docking with other um, dot right. um, parachutists, which is kind of, I think, quite quite scary if that goes wrong. Yeah, um, definitely. As I said, there. so that one before the artistic event, there's also a style event, which is kind of more competitive, which is like diving at Olympics. You've got to do certain moves and stuff. There's the wingsuit flying. So like our pants. Oh, yeah, and, fuck that. And Batman the Batman. Yeah. 
Nah, that's scary. That you don't like that? No, goes too fast. Too fast. Too furious. (laughs) Not not on. There's also like cross country, so you're trying to be up there for the longest time and the longest distance. It's pretty fun. Um, Mm. And pond sweeping, which is when you're doing it over water, and you're like hitting the water as you go along. Oh yeah. Um, I wonder what you think of this one, Dylan. Spaceball. This is when skydivers have a ball that weighs uh, between about 500 grams and they release it in the free fall. The ball maintains the same fall rate as the skydivers. The skydivers can pass the ball around to each other whilst in free fall. At a predetermined altitude, the ball master, <laughs> as they're known, <laughs> will catch the ball and hold on to it to ensure it does not impact the ground. Do you think that is safe or dangerous, Dylan? I mean, it's something to do. <laughs> while, you, while you're falling. I guess so. Uh, it's only 50 grams. 500 Like you're chucking bowling balls at each other. 500 grams. Oh, still. still. Uh, they are prohibited at many drop zones due to the risk to persons and property on the ground in the event that the ball's not caught or it's dropped. Oh, yeah, sure. Could have I mean, I thought it was a professional thing. I didn't think it was correct. Yeah. No, yeah, but they think it can go wrong quite easily. <laughs> now, I thought we could maybe get into the pop culture side of this um, activity, Dylan. Now, what springs to mind for you when you think of movies and TV and manga, whatever you, whatever else you want? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> and skydiving. I don't what, read much, much skydiving manga, if you can okay. believe it. Right. <laughs> okay. What you, you mentioned? You mentioned Fast and Furious in terms of similar concepts of freedom. They do. Uh, they they do skydive. They oh. skydive in cars out of a plane. <laughs> okay. With parachutes. Do they put parachutes on the cars. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, which one? Furious Seven. Seven. Okay, all right. I'll, I'll keep yeah. that in mind when I do my. Which is the best one? It's my favorite. So. Okay. Anything else come to mind? Uh, I mean, we were talking about before. We're big old Tom Cruise, the yeah. Mission Impossible's. I watched a um. I think it was a trailer at the movies actually. Instead of an actual trailer for Mission Impossible, they just showed like behind the scenes of him doing this like big jump. Like he does like a motorcycle jumps off a fucking ramp off a mountainside. Yeah. Jumps off the bike midair and then parachutes. Yeah. I think that's genius. That's all you need to do to sell the movie. <laughs> it's classic Tom Cruise. I've got a bit Like of... at this point you know generally what Mission Impossible is going to be about. And you're yeah. doing impossible missions. Yeah. Um at this point we just want to see what crazy shit Tom Cruise is going to do. So that's so the one, it. That's the one from the most recent um movie and it's mm. pretty exciting. Um, there's also in the, in the most recent one before that, um, Fallout, where it does a halo jump, which is not quite a parachute skydive, but it's one of those more military style. I think it's, um, high altitude, low something (laughs) jumps. Okay. (laughs) I think I have it somewhere in my notes. Doesn't matter. Anyway, um, I, I did, I watched the behind the scenes for that one. And it's pretty amazing. Oh, no, it's high. <laughs> it's literally the next sentence. <laughs> high altitude, <laughs> low opening. So really quite precise and um, dangerous mm. ones. They're jumping into Paris to, to um, crash a party, to get a baddie. Um, but the way they set it up, the, the jump was happening like at dusk. And so mm. they had one take a day to do. So if they yeah. screwed up anything, it's like, all right, come back tomorrow at the exact same time. Um and the way he jumped, he was jumping, he jumped, but also the the um, cameraman who was set up with the, um, with the, like a whole headset and um, camera on his body as he was jumping, he had to be exactly three feet away from him to get the shot. Mm. So like, they couldn't even be like a little bit out of that range. It had to be exactly right. And Jesus. it took him ages to get it right, but pretty amazing. Um, that's yeah, Tom Cruise. He'll, he'll jump out of plane for you. Don't worry. I don't know if you recall the opening of the 1995 Power Rangers movie, Dylan, the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. I, I don't. I don't, I don't remember, remember that. That's what weird. happened? 
they jumped out of the plane the, the oh, fire, fire rangers but as civilians yet they're wearing their their colors their power into colors at all times obviously and bulk and skull also jump out for some reason but they, they try to jump out without their parachutes until someone until kimberly's like i think you might need these guys like crazy silly they're so, teenagers yeah. too dylan they're supposed to be doing this as teenagers <laughs> no instructors <laughs> No instructors. They're not for charity or something, but it's good fun. It's a very... No, good on. <laughs> has no impact on the rest of the movie, really, except Vulcan Skull kind of fall on to where the villain is anyway. There you yeah. Go. I think um, James Wan's done it a few times. That's my next I think one. He's, um, hello. I don't think... The one that comes to mind for me, it's not skydiving per se, but it's um, Roger Moore, that's why I love me. Oh, yeah. And he skis off the cliff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing shot, amazing. <laughs> Looks so good. And then he pulls the parachute, and it's the fucking British flag. Yeah, amazing. That that sums that character up, eh? Perfect James Bond moment. <laughs> um, I looked up there. It was some skydiving in Moonraker. I don't think I've seen that one. Uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. I think it's more of a Halo jump again. Um, there's a bit in Quantum of Solace, I think, as well. But from what I read online. The Quantum of Souls jump was so close to the ground that they, he should have died. It wasn't a proper jump. Jesus. <laughs> so I don't really know about that. As in the character or the, the stuntman? Oh, in, the, in, in, in world, in universe. In oh, character, yeah. The character. No, no. Well, that movie is ridiculous. It's a bit it's of a so bad. One. Yeah. Point Break, Dylan, very famously has a skydiving scene. Have you seen Point Break? Oh, I think I watched it once in my teens. I... I, I think I did the same and I really liked it but it's one, not one I've gone back to but I no, no. I watched this sequence again and it was amazing <laughs> so I feel really? like I might need to okay. rewatch it um and there's <laughs> a really sweet comment on on YouTube on the video on the clip and if you haven't seen Point Break this is going to be a slight spoiler but not really but they say here the, the, the movie's all about Keanu Reeves he's an undercover cop trying to get involved with this this gang and Patrick Swayze is the leader of the gang and they sort of have a, a bromance as the Yeah, it's a, it's a worse Fast and Furious, yeah. It's the original Fast and Furious, let's face it. Yeah, worse. Well, yeah. I don't know. The comment from Rudd Dogs 71 is this Kevin Rudd? I don't know. <laughs> Big K Rudd. <laughs> it could be. I mean, if I was Kevin Rudd, that would be my username. Rudd Dogs. He says... They knew he was a cop, and he knew they were the bank robbers, yet they were able to share this beautiful moment. Love this movie. R.I.P. Swayze. It just <laughs> really right. touched me. Summed it up, didn't he? R.I.P. Swayze, for sure. Absolutely. That's a loss, wasn't it? Mm. Um, now, most of these are from TV Traps, by the way, which is a website I go to a lot. Um, they, they list sort of... Um, and cliches and, and plot devices from movies and, and list them out. Mm. For the skydiving, they mentioned there was a movie called The Skydivers. There, um, let me let me know what you think, Dylan, if they like this movie or not in their description of it. Okay. Okay. The Skydivers, nineteen sixty three, is less a horror or thriller movie, and more a very dull soap opera about the employees of a small parachuting club. The plot involves the. Eponymous skydivers. Eponymous. I've just realised that's a word eponymous. I've never said out that loud. Eponymous. Eponymous. Yeah, eponymous. Skydivers, getting away from their bland, loveless marriages with bland, loveless affairs, watching Carmen Francis's extended family go-go dancing, and either killing, dying, or suffering total mental breakdown as a result of all the deaths. They even skydive occasionally. So not really about skydiving, just it, features it. It seems like they could call the skydivers, but it's really about the interpersonal relationships of the skydivers. Doesn't sound good. No. Iron Man 3 has a famous skydiving sequence. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah. There's no, no parachutes involved, but well, it's, it's a pretty cool sequence. Yeah. Underrated Marvel movie, Iron Man 3, I think. I think it's actually... I think it got a lot of bad buzz at the time, but it's it's holding up a lot better than others, isn't it? I think it's it's aged very well because I think at the time we were just so desperate to see more Avengers interacting. Yeah, because this was the first one after Avengers, I think. I think so. It? Yeah, 
but now going back to it because we're so desperate to see like something different and actual directors putting their own yeah take yeah, on yeah. these characters which shane black does for sure mm-hmm. in iron man 3 i think it's just aged phenomenally well yeah well captain america also jumps out of a plane in the first avenger but i think without a parachute <laughs> from memory uh winter soldier he does he does, yeah. He might do in the first one, too. Yeah, it might be. they make a big joke out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Doesn't need to. Super Soldier yeah, means why, he why can... Yeah, why take that risk? <laughs> um, have, have you seen Deadpool 2, Dylan? Yeah, yeah. Very, very funny sequence in that movie where the X-Force team jumps out of a plane <laughs> and all fall to their deaths, basically. Um, I watched that again. That was very funny. <laughs> It's good, and the the best part is that there's like this invisible team member that I'm not even sure is there. Yeah, and it is, and it's Brad Pitt. Yeah, for a second he dies. <laughs> yeah, is that is that the one he did the cameo for like a cup of coffee? That's what is they that said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's a legend. I love Brad Pitt. Um, apparently it happens in the movie The Bucket List. They do some parachuting. I've never seen it. Yes. Yeah. They okay. they do. It's a good movie. Have you you not seen The Bucket List? No, no. Oh man. It's great. I'm not opposed to it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'd like it. One of my nan's favorite movies. Oh, there you go. And um, they have like CGI faces though when they're skydiving, which oh, is no. fair, I guess. Oh, that's okay. You know what? Yeah. You don't want to have Jack Nicholson and Morgan Freeman actually skydiving. <laughs> it's probably a bit of a risk. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine me the people who <laughs> who result in their deaths for a movie. Oh, mate, you'd never get work again. No, you'd be blacklisted. Absolutely. 100%. But Tom Cruise would do it, even if he's eighty. So, he will be doing it. He will. 80. That's what I, I mean. guarantee. Yeah, he's never stopping. That's a promise. <laughs> um, not exactly pop culture, but the act has become pop culture. Sort of has been enacted later in pop culture. DB Cooper, I think we mentioned him a few times in this podcast, at least once. He's the famous um, skyjacker who um, he hijacked money, hijacked a plane, and then got some money and jumped out of the plane. With a parachute in the middle of the night and was never found again. He probably very obviously died <laughs> at, at that time, but he was no. never found again. The boy, no body, no money ever. Well, some money turned up, but pretty much one of those great unsolved mysteries. Mm. No, and I think he got away with it. You reckon he got away with it? It I was for DB. <laughs> he they when they when that happened, they went to a lot of um, parachuting clubs around. America to work out if some of their members had been involved because obviously that would it's probably a good place to look if you're looking for someone who's doing some parachuting. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's pop no culture. Luck. No, no luck. No, no, they didn't find anything. Hmm. So that's pop culture done, Dylan. Um, I'm sure there's other examples, but they're the some highlights. They're the big ones. Some final thoughts about skydiving, parachuting. Having done this research and talked to you today, I will still never jump from a plane, but I do have a bit of a newfound appreciation for the people who do it. Sure. I, I kind of still look at it as something, um, something I, I can't really comprehend as wanting to do that. Like, why would you want to tempt fate? <laughs> but... Yeah, sure. Like, we're supposed to be on the ground. That's where our feet are, Dylan. Um, yeah. But I feel like instead of tempting fate, these people see it as conquering fate. Maybe there's a bit of arrogance in that, but I appreciate the bravery and the people who are doing it as a form of therapy or to conquer those fears. I, I All power to you. Um, well, maybe this is how we evolve as a species. It's, it's possible. Like if, if humankind still bloody jumps out of planes like everyone jumps out of planes constantly eventually mm. we'll evolve to have, you have wings okay? <laughs> i mean I, I didn't do science after year nine so i can't i don't have enough knowledge to say whether you can't that's refute wrong. it no <laughs> i, I still think we're supposed to be on the ground but their view dylan the the skydiver's view is we don't have to be you know don't have to. as they say in point break it's the closest you'll ever get to God. Yeah. <laughs> I convinced? Convinced? I mean, closest you'll ever get to God is when you die. 
technically. Well, you're saying Point Break is wrong. I don't like that. Yeah. All Sorry. right. That's been skydiving. I, if you don't mind, Dylan, I might just mention something for a get amongst it suggestion. Yeah, go on. Point Break, obviously. Um, but something else I've been watching recently is Beef on Netflix. Have you come across Beef? No. It's a good show. It stars our boy uh, Stephen Yeun. Invincible sure. Zone. Yeah. Um, Walking Dead Zone. Yeah. Well, I, I know him from Invincible Minari. So, um, also, he, he uh, made his made his name famous in Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, and he's a good actor, great actor. Um, and yeah. Ali Wong, who I hadn't seen before, but she's um quite terrific in this. So basically, it's a dark comedy, and she is from she's from the upper class, rich part of um the LA art world. He's a struggling handyman, and their paths interact in a a moment of road rage madness. And then from there, they their paths are intertwined and everything falls apart. That's very good. It's um a bit bit, bit dark and and bit, bit um comedic. It's got a certain point of view, but um I quite liked it. Only half hour episodes okay. for the most part. All right. Oh, it's a TV show. Is TV it? show, okay. Dylan. Ten episodes. Ups and downs. Say this. It sounded <laughs> when you were starting to describe it. Shannon, it's shockingly similar to another movie she's done, Always Be My Maybe, where she's like uh, a rich, high society person mm. and she gets back in touch with uh, one of her uh, friends from childhood who's now struggling, upcoming artist oh, yeah. in the years. Well, sim- <laughs> similar she, concept. She likes the dynamic of the rich <laughs> and the poor, I think, apparently. Well, yeah, but it, it's... um. Yeah, it gets a bit. There's some action and crime, so underbelly of society sort of stuff. Um, oh gosh! Yeah, it's really good. There you go. Get amongst it, I say. Good for you. All right, Dylan. We've done this a hundred times before. How do we end the show? Well, tell everyone we're on every podcast app imaginable. Mm. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we'll be there, oh, yeah. ready and waiting. Mm-hmm. Click on us. We're on Instagram. Yep. We're on facing, of course. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> no longer Twitter. No longer Twitter. Twitter. We've we've exited Twitter. <laughs> we thank Mark and the threads, Man for the theme eh, song. We'll see. Threads, I don't think is going to be a thing. <laughs> it dropped off pretty quick. Didn't yeah. It? Um, yeah, Mark the Man. Mark the as Man, always. of course. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Anything else? That's it. I miss you, man. Well, yeah. See you next time. I miss you, man. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.